0: tonight as we continue our Vessels of Faith Adventure tonight we talk about the plate and if you were not here on Ash Wednesday or even if you were but you were so wrapped up in what was happening up here you might remember that Pastor Chad referred to the plate as the most common vessel so I want you to think for just a short little minute and then raise your hand if you can think of a time when you have just Felt common. A time when maybe you just blended in with the rest of the crowd, you weren't doing anything to stand out, you just were common. You could maybe refer to yourself as the white Corel plate that we've all seen, we've probably eaten off of in our welcome center on more than one occasion. So raise your hand if at any point in your life you have just felt common. what I thought. So now, a plate. What does that mean for us? What does that mean as a vessel of faith? What can something as common as a plate really, truly mean to us as faithful people? Last week when Pastor Natalia was talking about bowls, she talked about how a lot of bowls each have their own purpose. We all have a bowl at home that is reserved for ice cream. We have a bowl at home that might be reserved for popcorn or for fresh fruit or whatever. Bowls, as different and distinct as they may be, have a specific purpose. But a plate. What do we use a plate for. Now, if any of you are like any member of either side of my family, you sometimes tend to take a plate at a holiday, and you start with just a little bit of mashed potatoes. You add a little bit of salad, and then maybe you put a little bit of turkey on there at Thanksgiving, and next thing you know, what happens to your plate? Anybody? It's full, probably with way more than you need, correct? But what do we do with all of that overflowing food on our plate? We still, (laughs) and as Chad says, he goes and gets seconds. So because my husband's not here to defend his family, I'm going to talk about his family. And I actually wish I had a picture from my wedding because Craig is a good six to eight inches shorter or so than either of his brothers. So both of his brothers, like if Craig is standing here, his brothers are like up here and they are bulky dudes. Like they are tall and bulky dudes. So you can only imagine the plates of food that they come to the table with at holidays. And it's almost like it's a competition, right? Who can fit the most on their plate And then, like we just talked about, who can eat all of the food that is mounding over on their plate, right? We all have our favorites. How many of you have ever been to a buffet? Right. It always starts with the healthy stuff, right? So then what happens by the time we get to the end when all the desserts are? Do we have room on our plate? Okay, some of you are smart enough to save room. I usually don't have room on my plate for dessert, but what do I do? Okay, some of you get a second plate. Some of you might just, you know, strategically place the dessert around the outside. So we get these physical plates of food that are so full and so much, but yet we find it is our duty to almost inhale it. As fast as we loaded it up, we eat it just as quickly. Now, The plate could also be used as a metaphor. We've heard people say, my plate is as full as it can be, right? How many of you feel like your metaphorical plate is full? But how many of you, if you were asked to do just that one more thing, would say yes anyway? I'm not even going to hesitate. I sometimes get made fun of or told to sit on my hands um, so that I don't say, oh sure, I'll do that. Last fall, I went to a parent meeting at my daughter's school for the sole purpose of, I'm just going to see what this parent group is all about. (laughs) I'm now the vice president. (laughs) Because I have that metaphorical plate that is full, but yet when asked to add that one more thing, oh, sure, sure, no problem, I can do that. So what does this have to do with vessels? We heard in the scripture where Jesus says, you came to find me because all of you just became full with the loaves. The feeding of the 5,000 was one of the scriptures that we talked about using for tonight. But I figured it was a story we'd all heard before. A story of a little boy who says, oh sure, I don't have much but I can share what I have. And Jesus, without even really thinking about it, uses that tiny bit of food that that boy has and feeds thousands of people. The disciples in the scripture tonight are so focused on what do they need to do to get this non-perishable bread, this bread of life. What Jesus, tell us, what do we have to do? to get this bread, to be full with this bread. And Jesus said, it's simple. Believe in me. And this bread of life, this non-perishable bread, is yours for you to be filled. So right after Jesus gets done filling their physical hunger... With just five loaves of bread and two fish, he now fills their spiritual hunger with this bread of life. So we have these plates. We have our physical plates that we often fill with way too much food, much more than we need. We have these life plates. That we sometimes fill with way more than we need or should. And then we have these spiritual plates that we sometimes forget about. And we sometimes forget to fill that spiritual plate, and then our other plates might suffer. Now, the one thing I love about the story of the feeding of the 5,000, along with Most of the many of the other stories that we hear about Jesus is Jesus doesn't look at people and say, "Mm, you're just a white corral plate, so I'm not going to help you today. Or Jesus doesn't look at you and say, "Mm, you didn't go to church on Sunday, I'm not helping you today. Because when it comes to what Jesus has to offer us, we're not just common white corral plates. We are something more. When I picked Zoe up at school today, I was telling her that she couldn't stay at church tonight because I was preaching. And she said, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, I'm going to do what Pastor Chad and Pastor Natalia usually do. And I said, you know, normally I get to talk to you kiddos. I said, but I get to talk to the adults tonight. She goes, well, are you going to share about yourself? And I said, well... No, I don't think so. She goes, well, you could talk about me and Lucy and Wally because we're your kids and we're a part of your life. And I said, I could. And I said, and actually, Zoe, I said, I think I am. So in our house, we have a plate that reminds us that we are not just common how many of you have seen or maybe have one of these yourself? We call it the red plate. And on this plate it says you are special today. Now we received this plate on Zoe's first birthday. And with the instructions to bring out this plate on special occasions. Birthdays, anniversaries, although I don't know how you would do that on an anniversary um, because I don't think Greg and I would share this plate very well. Um, (laughs) And there'd be a lot of food. But a reminder on those special days that you are special. So here's what I want you to take home with tonight. You've heard me say it in kids' time on more than one occasion, and if you don't regularly attend Prince of Peace, one of the things I like to remind the kids of is that they are loved because they are a child of God. Not just when they sit up here on a Sunday morning, not just when they pray to God at night or in the morning or at meal times, but they are special each and every single day of their life. Because in God's eyes, they are a red plate. They have a mark on their forehead that reminds them that they are special and they are not just common, run-of-the-mill, blend-in with everybody. In God's eyes, they stand out. And in God's eyes, they are special. So we leave this plate out as a reminder that we are special, not just on our birthdays, and not just on our anniversaries, and not just on Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter. But this plate sits on top of our kitchen pantry as a reminder to me and as a reminder to remind my children that they are special. So as in typical Katie fashion, I'm going to make you participate just a little bit. I want you to repeat these lines after me, and I want you to repeat them with feeling. As I often tell kids as we're preparing to sing in church, do your parents want to see, I am special? Or do your parents want to see and hear, I am special? So I want you to repeat these words. I am fed. I am am loved. loved. I'm not Common because I am special. I am fed. I am loved. I am not common. I am not common because I am special. Amen.